0: Welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host Shane Grove, and with me is super producer and maybe the new super fan page recipient, Jason.
2: Greetings, everybody.
0: <laughs> Do I need to explain that little jab there at the end about the the fan page?
2: Oh, what's this? You want to tell the the fans about the fan
3: page? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, apparently, apparently there is a Slow murmur arising on the After the Shadows forum page—a uh, cry out for a Jason
3: Lewis the super producer fan page. Like somebody wants to start a, a Jason Lewis fan page on Facebook. What do you?
2: How do you? How do you feel, do you feel about that? Yeah, well, we'll accommodate him. You know, we'll do that. I don't have any issues with that.
0: But you can't start it yourself. You can't start your own fan page of yourself. No, I right? will
2: tell you what we'll, we will let we will let one of our uh, one of our loyal fans uh, take <laughs> take that up.
0: If they want, so there it is. If anybody wants to start the Jason Lewis Super Producer fan page on, you're more than welcome. We'll provide some photographs <laughs> if you need some photographs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but I just thought that was I thought that was fantastic. That somebody said, "Hey, where can I find?" The Jesus and Lewis, <laughs> 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 uh, and so it begins. Okay, hey,
2: they'll get the ringtone for free. How's that?
0: The ringtone, oh, the greetings ringtone. All yes. right. <laughs> so, well, there's a couple other things I wanted to touch on. And um, first of all, you know, look, we see the the numbers come in for the downloads and people listening, and we just we we're amazed at how many people actually spend an hour or hour and a half or two hours with us every week listening to, you know, our. I mean, we have some great guests, so we owe it all to our guests, but they listen to our nonsense as well. Um, but what I still can't believe is how many, every week, how many people in Slovenia listen to us, okay? We're, I, we're bigger than, I, I'm just going to say it, we're bigger than Sasquatch Chronicles in Slovenia. I don't know if the the people in Slovenia just don't like Wes or they, (laughs) or what, what. but I tell you what, I want to hear from some of the people in Slovenia. I I gotta, I gotta have proof that this is real, that people are really listening to us in Slovenia. So Jason, where, where can the people from Slovenia other than they can find us on Facebook on I have the shadows. They can find us on Instagram on um from the shadows yeah. podcast on Instagram or my personal Shane Grove author on Instagram. But they can go to the website, right? Yes. From
2: the yep. And there's a contact us on the uh, FromThe Shadowspodcast dot com. There'll be a cool. contact us link there and they can email us that way.
0: Yeah. So Sylvani- people from Sylvania, our fans, let me hear just I don't care if it's an email that says I'm from Sylvania and I listen to you numbskulls. So there, <laughs> I didn't care. Just I just need
2: some proof. We're East in twenty-four 30. different countries, Shane. We maybe we should feature a different country outside of the U.S. every week, and try right. to get a shout out from that can country. Get
0: a shout out? Okay. All right. So, so the first first person from Slovenia that that gets a hold of us, and that that we you know we can seize from Slovenia, we'll uh, I'll send them a I'll send them a uh, from the shadows sticker. How about that?
2: That's that, right. sound that sounds good. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. Well, without <laughs> further delay, let's get to our guest. I am looking forward to hearing about this.
0: Well, and this, this is, um, this guest comes from somebody reaching out. This is a, this is somebody who had an experience back in the, back in the seventies, um, uh, didn't know who to who to reach out and talk to. Heard about us, and he got a hold of me. And so this is why it's important. If, if you know somebody that's had an experience, to, and they're not listening to us, let it, tell them about us so they can get a hold of us and come on the show. So, so Mike, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast.
4: Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> How you doing?
0: <laughs> well. So, Mike, do you want to kind of um, just just give everybody a little background about you know about yourself as much as you want, and okay. tell them tell them why you reached out, and then we can kind of talk about where your where your experience was before we get into the experience, so everybody can get kind of get an idea of where your uh, experience was. Right. Right.
4: Okay. Uh, well, I I grew up um, in. Uh, southern part of Sadusky, it was called Perkins Township, and uh, I've, uh, raced, I raced. used to race motocross, I used to parachute when I was young, I was just out for kicks, everything, you know, <laughs> getting wild and stuff, so, um, you know, I was a typical 70s teenager, back in the 70s, and uh, everybody around me um, had dirt bikes, so we all rode, we had a bunch of trails and stuff we rode on, so. And that's when everything started.
0: <laughs> well, now, for our people around the United States and or even around the world, so where Mike is talking about, if if you know, if you if you're a an amusement park fan, Cedar Point is located what within ten miles of where you're at or where we're talking about. Yeah,
4: I would say yeah. yeah. And back in the '70s, I mean, where I lived, it wasn't growing up; it was nothing but farm fields. Route two fifty was only a two lane road, one heading north, one heading south into Sandusky. And uh you know, so I lived on the outskirts of Sandusky and it was just all farm fields out there. There was now it's all businesses along all over the place. Everything is sprung up. New neighborhoods and everything but back then there was hardly you know, there was houses, but it was mostly all farm farmland, so yeah. And, uh,
0: so so we're and talking
4: I grew up I grew up down by NASA, so
0: Yeah. So for everybody listening, so we're talking about a rural area that is near Lake Erie and Cedar Point but just happened to have like a 6400 acre NASA test facility called Plum Brook Station. <laughs> and and uh you know which kind of adds to the mystery that there's this Ginormous piece of property behind a chain link fence with guards doing, you know, Lord knows what. Which I think that at that time they were the biggest. Well, they had one of the biggest nuclear reactors that they that did tests. Yeah, yeah. And I used to, and I
4: saw what the, the first version of a cooling tower, and I didn't even know what it was. I just knew the hot water was pouring out of this thing, you know, <laughs> and it would go right into the creek. And the creek went right by my house, so that <laughs> tells you anything. <laughs> did you say
0: did you say you grew up in Chernobyl or was this Sudsky? <laughs> yeah,
4: really. <laughs> it so, might as well have been for all the experiments they were doing in there. Oh so, my I didn't even know that much about nuclear power back then, you know? Yeah. It was all like a kind of experiment, so well, yep.
0: that might be what they uh, hoped, is that nobody really understood what was going on. Right, right. And kind yep. of a- Okay, so we've kind of set the stage. We're in rural Ohio, and it just so happens to be next to this NASA test
4: facility. And this is where you grew up out running around. Yeah, yeah. And, and inside the facility, there were tons of deer. You used to be able to go down to the end of the road where NASA started, but you got into the gates, and you just look through the fence, and there'd just be deer everywhere. And this place, this place just got real over, like overpopulated with deer because they couldn't get out, you know. Well, some got out, but there was a lot that, you know, didn't. So <laughs> it was just packed with deer. And people used to come down there and look at them all the time. So um, that was pretty interesting. That was pretty cool.
3: Oh, yeah. Of
4: course, growing up as a kid, so you've been able to see deer that, that far away. And that's, you know, and until my like, sighting happening, i never been close to that close to a deer before so
0: (laughs) so now that we've set the stage why don't you kind of just get into it let's tell every you know tell everybody what happened back in the back in the 70s
4: okay well i was kind of bored one day so i uh, decided to ride my bike back my motorcycle back in the woods my dirt bike and i was driving her out for a while and i there was a there was a farmer's lane. Um, it was like a dirt road where he drove his tractor um, in between the two big cornfields back there, and they blocked off over at the, the Nassau fence, and they stopped there. And um, so uh, before that, though, before my what I was my you know I used to ride along the, the, the Nassau fence with my dirt bike, and I'd see. Um, like the, the, sometimes the chain link fence would be like pulled up like something was going underneath of it, you know, but it wasn't, it was really pulled up even like maybe three foot high and the, the round uh, chain or steel wire that, that held the the link fence to the post, they were just, they weren't cut. They were like busted. Something like something grabbed. They just busted the the rings right off. that was holding it on. And, um, it was like, you know, I couldn't figure out what it was doing it. And I told my mom about it, and she's like, oh, that's just a deer working her heads underneath the I'm like, well, they wouldn't have to do it that high to get underneath me, you know? And I'm thinking, i would never seen a deer go under a fence before, so I see a lot of them jump over that fence, but never underneath the fence, you know? And then there was other times that we'd find uh, dead deer back where we rode in the trailer, back by this farmer's cornfield and stuff. They'd just be laying there dead, and, uh, the, um, stomach would be like ripped open and all the guts were out of the inside, the heart and liver, all that stuff. But the whole deer would be laying there, you know? And I went home and told my mom about that. Oh, it's just a pack of wild dogs, you know? And I'm thinking, well, those wild dogs, they would have tore the deer apart. They wouldn't have just ate the guts, you know what I'm saying? It's what I was tell you, had me confused too. So anyway, back to the story, I'm, uh driving around and going down this farmer's lane. And there was a little, there's a little dip over there where it kind of gets a little low and goes back up high. And uh, I decided to stop there and see, have a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just something for kicks when I, was, when I was a kid, every now and then, so. But it's so I'm still, I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette. And all of a sudden I hear this corn, just like, it sounded like the farmer was coming through the corn, like with a tractor but there was no motor noise for a tractor. It was just rustling the corn. And I going to myself, what the heck is that noise? And it it sounded like it was coming, getting closer to where I was at. So I'm thinking, well, how can I see what this is? I know what I'll do. So I put my bike on a kickstand, put the kickstand down, and my front tire was already in a little bit of a rut so it helped steady it a little. So I put the kickstand down and decided I'm going to stand up on my motorcycle. So I've never tried this before. So I bet I could stand up on this thing and look up, up over the corn. So I put the kickstand down and I get up on my bike and I'm easing myself real slowly up. You know, my legs are starting to shake. The bike's shaking a little. And I get up and I look over the top, the top, and I see two things zigzagging through the corn. I, we went in the corn trucks. I couldn't see what they were. Because they were lower than the corn stocks, but they were like moving in one direction and the other. And then I looked back, and that's when I seen what I seen. I saw this—I don't know what it was. It—it it looked like like a caveman almost, and it had, it had like light brown skin. It was just hair everywhere, and I could only see it from uh, like right across to like the top upper chest, like where his shoulders were up. Uh, he was just above the corn stalks, only that only that far, so, so I could see him. And um, he, he had these like these dark black eyes; they were just coal black. And the face, you know, like I said, it kind of like a caveman. His eyes kind of, you know, protruded out, cheekbones, you know. And uh, he had like his long hair was just you know, all the way around it, right, going to the back, and it was uh, just all over the place. And he was trying to run, and the corn kept flapping him in the face. And if you ever know, you going through a cornfield, you know what those corn uh, leaves feel like? They like stick to your skin, and then it gets irritating. And it looked like it was irritating to him. And he just was like, he grabbed a cornstalk and went, Wah! and he pulls it out of the ground, throws it up in the air, and that's when I seen his arm, you know. And it was, I mean, it was. Yeah, it wasn't thick it looked like it was hair it wasn't fur it was hair because you could see right through it but it was like it was just like a really ever say like a really hairy guy that's what it looked like its mean, just real just hair you know really thick but you you know he wasn't that thick to where put you couldn't see right through to his skin the hair was brown and, and his skin was like a light brown and it, it, he had the ugliest face I ever seen in my life and and then the nose was like I don't know if you ever seen a know, they got that little ridge that goes in and then comes back out. It's been hit too many times, you know? That's kind of like his he had a nose, something like that, you know? And uh, I, as soon as I saw that, I just, like, freaked. And I forgot I was standing on my bike, and I, and I shifted the wrong way, and I fell over, and the bike fell over. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. And I get back, and I pick the bike back up, and I get back to sitting there, and I'm just shaking to death from what I saw. And then all of a sudden, I hear the, the corn. It's rustling. It's rustling, and it's getting closer to me, and it's getting louder. And it's getting closer. I'm, I, I take my bike, and I start kick-starting it, trying to get started. And, of course, if you know anything about motorcycles, when they tip over, they flood out the carburetor. I don't know what they do nowadays, but back in the 70s they did. It like the, the gas would get up in there and get your spark plug all wet. And we always called it flooding the, flooded the bike out. Yeah. And I'm kickstarting and kickstarting and trying to get this thing started because I want to get the heck out of there from what I saw. In a, a corner and all of a sudden the corn is getting re- rustled, It's getting rustled. It's getting closer, it's getting closer, it's getting louder. And I can't get my brakes started. And I'm freaking out. Oh my God, this thing's gonna kill me! And I, I, I kick my like of Now suddenly it, it, it's like right up out of it, bust through the, through the corn stalks, and there stood this big. Again, Buck. He just came to a dead halt. He expected me to be there. He's running through the corner. He busts out through the corner, stock and sees see me and just, ah! just puts his two front legs straight up. The dirt kind of flew up. And he had this totally scared look on his face. And, and probably, I can imagine what my face looked like. I'm now freaked out. Never saw a deer that close, you know. And that was almost ran over me. But it was kind of a relief that it wasn't the thing that I saw at the same time. And this dude looks at me, and, and he looks back to where he just came from, and he looks back at me. And I swear to God, I registered his mind. He looked at me and said, "Dude, you better get the heck out of here." <laughs> and <laughs> then he just walked real, real softly around my bike, just like he knew that I wasn't gonna hurt him, you know. And uh, he just walked real gently around my bike, and once he got to their side of my bike, boom, he took off. All of a sudden, I hear the cord rustling, and it's getting closer, it's getting closer. I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's that thing this time. He's after that deer, you know? So I, I pick up my bike, and I kick started it one more time. Remember this thing start, finally started. I put that thing, punched down the first gear, and did a sliding 180 with my bike. It was full throttle. Let the clutch out and kicking dust out because it was really dry. It was a really dusty field that time of year. We had like a drought going on that summer. It was really, really dry, like a sandy dirt it was. And uh I kicked that bunch of dirt up and I I took off back to home. Um and uh the whole time I was riding I I I didn't look behind me because I just I felt that thing was right behind me. I felt like it was you know, right behind me, it was gonna get me. And I'm riding the fastest I can. And then I put my foot down, I start dragging it, thinking I could create a dust cloud, maybe get away from it. So as I'm flying down, flying down the straightaway, I got my foot dragging, so kick up a bunch of dust and I get to turn it heads back to my house and through the field. It was, I tell you what, that was the fastest I ever probably rode that bike home. I was flying. <laughs> and I was scared to death the whole time. That, that thing was, I just felt like it was right behind me. And I, 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 look, I couldn't look back. You know, I couldn't do it. I just wanted to get home. So I finally drive through my yard and went around to the front of the house and pulled it in the garage and hit the electric garage door up and put it down and ran in the house. And my bedroom was on the back side of the house and my windows looked out to the field in the woods where I just came from and I grabbed my uh, shotgun and I like, came in my room off my thing. Of course, I forgot the lay into a bullet, so it would not doing, doing me any good. But I was standing there with an empty shotgun <laughs> looking out the window, looking around, I'm looking through the curtains, and I'm peeking and I'm trying to see if he's following me, you know. And uh, I just kept doing that for a while and then finally I realized, okay, I must have lost him, you know. I didn't see him, you know. And then a little while later, my mom came home and you know, I tried to tell her what was happening. She goes, "Oh, you didn't see nothing. You don't go telling people that. The Think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, it was probably just a, a guy back there deer hunting or something." I said, "Mom, it wasn't. A, you looked, yeah, it was a guy, but it was a not a guy. A guy. A guy. He was too big. He was, he was huge. He had these big shoulders and stuff, and these muscular arms. And he was all like, oh, you didn't see that? way you back there smoking dope again or something?' You know, just you know, fun. I was like, fine, fine. I, you know, she wouldn't. My mom's not gonna believe me. You know, so." Later on, I told someone, I told one of my friends, my best friend, he said the same thing. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, Mikey, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you well, you back there smoking, you know. It was like it was in the morning, a cigarette, need, they just changed something, it was just somehow so I'm like, you know what, I had to give up. Nobody wants to listen to me. So I just kind of kept it to myself for uh, quite a few years, and uh, as I got older, and then I heard a story, I had a bonfire, we used to have a, I lived in a different part where I live now, um, we were on a corner lot, we we always had a bonfire every Friday night, and we always said, anybody's invited, just bring your own beer, and uh, the one guy showed up that night, and my friend said, hey, you got to talk just to me, because uh, he said he said he lived over where you grew up and he saw a Bigfoot or he heard a, heard a Bigfoot or something like that. He's got a story to tell you. So I went over and introduced myself and stuff. I said, so tell me what you you know you happened to you. And uh, he was saying that he was, um, in, in that one field I used to ride in all the time. And I lived uh, over to NASA um, along the fence. They put uh, housing developments in back there. And just around, up the yard behind the road, they weren't way up against the fence or anything. And uh, there was a creek that went through there. It was the one that went through my yard, and then it went, cut across underneath the road, and then it started again um, over on the other side and west. And uh, they had a row of trees along it, you know, because creeks used to have rows of trees along it. This guy was out on his back porch, and all of a sudden he said, I was here, just like something like cracking, like, big trees in half you know he said it was just really loud like somebody was a, with a bulldozer bulldozing them down and just breaking them in half or something he's listening going what the heck is doing that you know i've never heard about, you know that loud crack. i must be big like, trees they're busting somebody's busting back there but he couldn't see anybody and he said his dog would always wanted to go outside and love the outdoors would not go out that door. He stood out there and whimpered and was tail between his leg and ran back to the house, you know. And this guy's going, "What the heck is going on?" But uh, he was too scared to go back there to see, you know, if it was actually something or not. Um, so that, but that was that was his story. But it was kind of cool, you know, because it could have been. When i them back there, I've heard them breaking trees and stuff before. I don't know why they do it, but he said the weather was really weird that night. It was like a the sky was real weird and real gloomy. Almost looked like it was a tornado was going to happen or something. And he thought maybe it had something to do with that. But um, and it after that, I never really heard much until I started listening to uh as I got older. It's, you know, things always on my mind, you know, because you see something like that, it, it, does, it doesn't leave you. You think about it a lot. And I thought about it a little bit less as I got you know, older and older, but it was always. He's always there every time I hear something on television. Oh, Bigfoot, oh, I hit the channel and go back to it, you know. And, and then I started listening to YouTube and watching Bigfoot stuff on there. And that once did, like, I would watch the ones that they thought were Bigfoot. Did it didn't ever really affect me until I seen this one that they called the tent scene? This guy filmed through his tent. This It looked just like a Sasquatch. And he zoomed in on it. And it looked right at him, and when it did that, the hair just stuck up on the back of my neck, and I just got real shaking and nervous inside. I'm thinking, "That's it. I started going, that's like going, That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what. That's what it was. It looked just like that." And some guys is coming next to me, going, "What the heck are you talking about?" I said, "That's what I saw when I was a little kid. man. I was 15, I seen that thing." You know, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh. and he walks away. You know, Not believe me, of course, but that was the only time I'd ever seen, uh, you know, Bigfoot like on YouTube. That actually made my hair stand on end because it—it was like that was it, and it was also on that uh, uh, face. Your Facebook, uh, Bigfoot doing Facebook or something like that it was called. So they used to analyze films and stuff, and, and they even the guy I remember said, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real life, a first of a real life Sasquatch." And they even you know did all these like measurements and everything out this thing they came to the conclusion that it was real, you know, and that made, I'm like, yes, I know it was. Cause that's what, that's what I saw. You know, it's exactly what I saw. This guy actually did film a Sasquatch and it was on YouTube for oh like two or three months. The guy put it on there, whoever did, but didn't put his name in. He just posted it on YouTube. And of course, you know, then somebody else came along and tried to, uh, Say that was that they would, you know, they did it. I'm like, oh, that's funny. He didn't do it. He didn't say this two months ago when it was on at the beginning. You know, of course, this guy was known as a unknown uh, liar of Bigfoot. So, like you probably know, we're all talking about Rick Dyer. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, a, what a what a fake tech guy is. But yeah, he tried to claim it, it was it was just filming when he made that movie with Morgan Matthews. And, uh, calling it Killing Bigfoot. I don't know if you guys ever seen that before. That was a real joke. And, uh, he claimed that he filmed it during that, you know, but of course it was on YouTube for three months before and nobody ever, nobody claimed it. And then all of a sudden, you know, three months later, he claims that, he, you know, he took, he took it. And he wasn't even in that big offense in that film. I saw that. I saw the movie. It was on a regular television or something. Some channel, I don't know it was on, but I taped it on VHS. And, uh, He was in this little pub tent. This was a tent that the guy took it through where you could stand up. It was like a 12-foot-tall tent, you know. And uh, he messed up big time by doing stuff like that. So trying to say, he, you know, he took the film because here he is in this little tent. And we're not in a big stand-up tent. So there's no way he could have filmed it, you know. (laughs) So you got people out there like that, too, you know. And I I have no respect for people like that because somebody like me who – actually saw something I don't, you know, I'm not saying it was a Bigfoot. I I only know it was a hairy-ass caveman, (laughs) you know, that was dirt ugly, had a punched-in fake nose like a boxer, cold black eyes. I don't know what it was. Uh, But I wish if there was anybody else that grew up around NASA back in the 70s, around that fence, because it's a lot lot of area, a lot of acres that fence goes, and there's a lot of houses along it. I would love for her to talk to them <laughs> and see what they heard. Uh, I did meet a couple girls um, at my at a Bigfoot conference I went to in Clyde, it was at the Clyde Library and uh, Mark, was Mark DeWorth was putting it on and uh, I met a couple girls there that I said they live near the NASA fence and they had seen like glowing eyes and heard weird sounds coming out of there and stuff. And uh, I mean, I wish I would have got their name and address and gone over to like some night over where they lived and you know maybe just a little squatching with them or something, a little look along the fence or something. But I didn't. I don't, I don't know why. But <laughs> so I hope to be maybe some new people that would you know come out with their stories if they if they saw anything back then. You know, they'd make me feel better. <laughs> you know. Well, so, well,
0: well, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple things about about your, I mean, because it's listen, you, so I've heard you tell this story twice, At both like, times, you, I mean, I can tell in your
4: voice, like it ha-
0: it's almost like it happened you know, earlier today
4: You know, oh, like, yeah, that's oh, what I'm yeah, saying it still affects you, you know yep. anytime I think about it that's the other reason I really want to do this podcast because I hate telling it, because I start shaking inside every time I tell it I don't know if you can hear my voice, but... Oh, I can't. Right now, can I'm, like, I'm like getting the chills. I'm walking yeah. down here, and it's 70-something degrees. out, and I'm freezing.
2: <laughs> yeah, to That's our the listening audience that doesn't know, uh, yeah, he's outside right now. He's outside just yeah, in that I'm vicinity. outside next to the river where I live, so... <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah,
0: right,
2: right. Well, yeah. so, so let me
0: ask you, um, do you think that that thing, whatever it is you saw... Do you think it it knew you saw it? Did it? Did you ever make eye contact with it or anything? Or
4: no, it, no, it was looking like straight ahead and over to its left when I when I when I was when I was over you know toward the other side. Um, let's see, I would have been uh, west, and he was over east of me, and he was looking at east because the two things that were going to the corner, which were probably deer, because like that one finally came out. We were zigzagging over in that direction. And, uh, and that's when he must have turned up the one he must turn around and headed straight over to, because he knew that trail was there. You know, and he, he thought he expected me to be sitting on the trail, and I didn't expect him to come bouncing through the corner, you know. It's just weird that it came through at that exact spot. I mean, dead center of my bike, you know. i never forget that look in that deer's eye, though, because I, mean, I can still picture it. And he, probably, I can't, he's probably thinking the same thing, man. It's just easier. He just scared you know, I scared well, the crap out of you know? him, <laughs>
0: That's, uh, that's when that deer thought about that old joke about, you know, I don't have to be the fastest one in the woods. If we run into a bear, I just got to be faster than you. And that's, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I was glad I had my bike yeah, real glad sure. I was on my bike, yeah. and, you know, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, the deer's like, oh. yeah, I, mean, I don't know
4: what would have happened if I would have been walking and that happened, you know. I mean, you know, if you hear how fast these things run. And yeah, I don't know how far it gave me it chased me or what, but because you know, I had that sense that it was behind me the whole time, but I refused to look backwards, you know. Did not want to look backwards. I just wanted to keep looking forward and, you know, get the heck home and get the heck out of the woods, you know. I like, said, that's, that's okay. probably the fastest I ever drove down those trails i mean i was flying <laughs> so Look, and
0: you know anybody that's never been in a cornfield even if it is the farmer's lane it's not it's not smooth sailing if you're flying right. if you're on a bike you're gonna you're holding on for dear life
2: well, you can get cut to ribbons way. by some of those leaves yeah.
4: oh yeah and that's what the, i think was he was getting slapped in the face and that's why he got man and tore that up there, mm-hmm. Cause it was you could see him rubbing against his face, you know. Yeah. And they were just one after there, just hitting him. And as he like, ah, ah, he kind of just grabbed like him, like he was getting, you know, upset because these things were slapping him in the face. He's always trying, trying to run and get these deer, you know. Mm-hmm. The deer was zigzagging all over, and he didn't know which way to go. And you know, I mean, the whole thing only lasted maybe ten seconds before I fell off the bike. You know, I wasn't. I didn't see it for that what for that long, but. I saw Ten it for seconds. long enough to where it it, it sung a long time. an image in my mind for the rest of my life. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Ten seconds you know. is a
0: lot longer than you think it is. Um, yeah, you know, yeah.
4: it's long enough. It's long enough. Yeah, but yeah, how- it was long. But I, it's not like I just stood there and watched you do all this bunch of stuff. You know, I saw it, and then it like. Tipped over because I freaked out. I yeah. forgot I was standing on my bike. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally well, forgot I was on my bike.
2: Oh, I don't blame you, know. you. That had to be a traumatic experience, and then not being able to tell anybody. About it? Oh my goodness,
4: tell people. Oh, I know. It. That. that was the worst part. Nobody believed yeah. me. You know, right. so I and everybody I met, you know, people new friends like, Hey, you ever hear a bigfoot? I oh, ain't had nothing. He, he not real. All this stuff, you know. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I just wouldn't say anything after that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's more most, it- most people I come up with, they didn't want to, you know, oh that's just a fake legend now you know. So of course I'm not gonna tell them anything about it. So
2: No, no. They're gonna now, discredit you, everything you would say.
0: Have you ever tried to so how tall do you think this thing was if you were standing on your bike and you could you know, to get right. over the corn
4: yeah. and then it had, would, had to be yeah, about, I would say between eight and nine foot at least. Wow. Probably. Yeah, because corn stalks are really tall.
2: Yes, they are, yeah. It was,
4: uh, yeah, and it, well, they had this, this corn, they had like signs next to it, where, like it was a, like a hybrid corn or something they were growing, you know. Okay. So it was, uh, I think it was slushman seed that was growing it. They do, always did experimental corn and stuff, and these stalks were just massively, massively high, you know. Yeah. So they had to have been, you know, at least maybe, you know, eight, nine foot high. So I mean, as soon as I got on top of my bike, I, you know, I barely kind of see over, you know, I was only 15 years old when this happened. So,
3: right.
4: <laughs> it was, you know, I would have never had been able to get on my bike for what I, the size of me now, but back then, you know, I was just, I only weighed a hundred pounds, maybe at that, you know, so. Uh, you, yeah, if I tried that today, I'm sure there's no way they'd both stand on it. <laughs> so, you know, well,
0: I, I'm going to tell you, um, for my money, that little scene right there would be one of the best horror movie scenes of all time.
3: Oh my gosh, Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of like my wife with a horror story, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And, 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 oh, yeah, that's that's
4: fantastic. Yeah, especially when that thing was coming through the corn, I could hear it and hear it and hear it and get louder and louder. My bike was start, my bike was start. i was like, oh, pushing through. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be like a good movie scene. Oh, <laughs> you I mean, better rate right them. Your heart had about ready to explode through your chest. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that was, yeah, just I just, like, froze when that deer when the first deer first popped through I couldn't even move I just it's just like stood there paralyzed just scared the crap out of me yeah. you know <laughs> and then I, but at the same time I was kind of relieved it was just a deer you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd never been that close to a deer before and plus I was scared I thought I was afraid he was going to go ahead and like run me over and hoof me to death with his hooves or something I was scared to death on the other I mean, hand three foot from a wild deer mm-hmm. you know and it was a big, it was a big buck, man. I mean, this thing was huge. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, it just, it totally trusted me. It That's just true. gently walked around, and of my bike, and it took off running again. <laughs> we, we've heard,
0: and, you know, I think we talked about this, because you've you started listening to a lot of shows, you know, trying to get, but there's a lot of stories where guys are out hunting, and all of a sudden, you're kind of like seemingly running from something. And the deer acts totally like, Hey dude, you got, can you protect me? Or the deer lays down by the hunter or the deer lays down right. in front of the deer line or st- you know, like, like whatever's chasing them is not nearly as bad as the guy with the gun.
4: You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So not- <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, maybe he was kind of wanting me to help him at the same time, but, you know, and uh, you know, I swear, I swear, I, I I could read his mind. I swear, that the look in his eyes, he gave me that, all I heard, I heard just like voice in my head, I said, hey dude, you were going to get the heck out of there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was funny, I mean, when I think about it later, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just strange, thought I, I deer trusted me like that, and, uh, you know, it's just, just something, i I'd never been that close to a real deer before, so. Now, now did that stop
0: you from, Riding your bike back in the cornfield and stuff. It, it, uh,
4: about maybe a month, <laughs> my <laughs> friends said, "Well, let's go ride, well, let's go do something else." <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, uh, and also, they kind of caught on. They're like, "Well, what's wrong? You don't want to ride your bike?" So I just don't want to go back there. You know why not? Enough, I don't, I don't know. Let's go ride somewhere else. You know. <laughs> so, and then after about a month, I, I, I went. You know, as long as there was somebody else riding with me, I went back there. Um, but then later on, um, once I got felt all right, I, there were times i go back there by myself and everything, you know, wasn't scared or anything, and I'd stop maybe around the same area, and just I felt perfectly calm. And then other times, I'd go back there and I'd stop. And all of a sudden, I get this feeling like somebody was, somebody was watching me, you know. And all of a sudden, I get, like, really scared inside. And the whole thing would start coming back to me. Like, oh, my God, it's running somewhere. It's around somewhere. i I go home. And I buzz home real quick, you know, and put my bike away. And <laughs> it was weird because, you know, sometimes I was totally at peace. Other times, I was just freaking out back there like someone was watching me, you know. So, I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. I didn't ever saw it again after that. So, well,
3: it totally
0: makes sense then, um, if it's, so imagine how easy it would be for that, for a creature like that to bend the fence up inside NASA and just go get deer that are already fenced in.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: That, and he was probably eating the soybeans that were growing there, and the corn went to start getting ripe. I'm sure they eat other stuff like that, too. I mean, there's tons of soybean fields along there, along that fence. And so they were probably going over and eating soybeans, too, and. Killing deer, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it makes you, I don't know it makes, what really what the eat. So. It really yeah.
0: makes you wonder what the people inside that NASA facility knew
4: about what was just on the other
0: side of the fence.
4: Yeah, yeah, I had that. I had that feeling that they knew stuff was. They knew what was going on back there, and you know, coming I mean, because they were. They would fix the fence, and then a little while later, I'd see it pulled back up again, you know. A yeah. couple of days later you go by that fence was fixed again, you know. So they they had they had to have cameras to know what was caught, what was doing it, you know. So, and, you know, they kept it well protected and nobody for nobody, you know, would go in there because they were doing all kinds of weird experiments with nuclear stuff back there and that. So I knew that for a fact. So but so- you know,
0: <laughs> well yep. before we before I ask, before I ask you about that because I definitely want to ask you about growing up around that place but I mean so I, I, I mean what you've seen a gorilla in the zoo
4: I'm assuming on yeah. like TV I mean so that definitely wasn't no. some gorilla. no it did not look like a gorilla at all it was a man it looked human is what it looked. That's what's freaking me out inside, you know? But it was huge. It was too big to be a man. Men, men don't get that big, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it was just all hairy. I mean, it was kind of like, it was part animal, part man or something, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's features were human, but yet it was, you had, it was kind of like, what you could tell it was wild somehow, you know, cause it was just all, you know, they didn't have no clothes on for one thing. I mean, I thought all always offering the shoulders up, but you know, they didn't have a shirt on or anything. And uh, I don't know. It was just it just didn't appear to be. I see apes. They don't look. They look nothing like what I saw. Like I said, if anybody's ever seen the tent scene, I couldn't find it on YouTube. I mean, it used to be on there a long time ago. But I mean, I wish would have downloaded it or something because that the one they show on there is the closest to what I saw. But the one on there, it didn't have any hair on the top of its head. Mine had hair on top of its head. So it was about the only dirt but it looked exactly like that one, and it was just dirt ugly, you know, but you know, no it wasn't no gorilla, <laughs> not even close, just you know just the way it was it was even you know it was running kind of like a man and you know using his arms to toss that stalk up and stuff just like a man would do you know it definitely wasn't uh didn't act like an animal, you know. So, well, I mean, it, I, I'm not saying it was a Bigfoot. I just say, I don't know what it was. I don't know what I saw. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm totally confused. Um, I just wish somebody else around there might have seen it. You know, it would make me feel better.
2: <laughs> if any of our listeners out there uh, have had an experience like this, please contact us so we can try to get some more knowledge on this here. this is This is truly fascinating
0: around the around the Sandusky area
2: for sure. You
4: yeah, know, that's Sandusky, Plum Brook, the, Huron, around all of that yeah, area. That yeah, was all, yeah. all a, farm fields. Berken Township is, is yeah, and, and there's still some farms and woods and stuff around there. And the woods and the field that I saw in is still there, right off Bogart Road. If you go down to 250 in the Sandusky, mm-hmm. and uh, take a left down Bogart Road. Yeah. Keep looking to the left, and you'll see a big farm field, and then you'll come to a woods, and then there's a big gap, and in that gap is where this happens, and then there's another woods behind that, and and that all that is still there. It's still there. The farmer's trail's gone. I noticed that it wasn't a trail going up the middle anymore because I think they got... They got tired of, uh, the police told them not to do that because people were going, young kids were driving back up that lane and drinking beer and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Parking them because it went around the corner then, And it was a good place to sit and be parked and stuff if you wanted to and you know, be private. But um, maybe that's why, you know, I thought maybe that's why the farm trail wasn't there anymore. But the farm field's there, the woods is still there, everything's still there where I saw that. So, <laughs> you know. Jeez.
0: It's amazing. That's like to think what is just down the road from that now, like Great Wolf Lodge, uh, the count- yeah. you know those big indoor water parks. Are,
4: right, know, like right. The- and, and back then, along then it was just all fields, the farm fields and stuff, yep. where the mall was, you know, yep. and, all the, and all the hotels and everything. Yeah, where Carl Walmart and Kmart Yeah, yeah, yeah color That was just all farm field too, mm-hmm. here back this then. Is, so, what else is just down the road from this place? A Dunkin'
0: Donuts baby. Yep, a Dunkin'.
2: Yeah, yes,
3: sure is. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, <laughs> I, I know that one for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's even
4: so, got a sign like I, I cameo couldn't stand on my bike over. anymore yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so Mike, because now I have heard, you know, I've heard, and I suppose this goes with any fenced-in government facility that nobody. Right knows what's going on. you know so I heard all kinds of stuff about this place um, you know them experimenting on animals and experimenting on different things. Oh, yeah. you know and, and uh, I've even heard that some people speculated this is uh, some of the dogman sightings in North east and West Ohio originated right. from something that escaped from from that facility. Okay, I, right. I mean, I don't.
4: Well, mean... I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> okay. I've seen some weird stuff around that facility, so, other than what okay. I saw, you know. So, <laughs> so what did, did you know? What did you What did you see that that
0: other than a eight and a half foot? Tall other range? than that, well,
4: the, <laughs> my my mom's words up now. She saw a flying saucer. Hey, it was steady over NASA. It was just sitting there one morning. Then by the time she went and got my dad, it, 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 it went back and it was gone. until it was gone, but my. So I always teased her about that, you know. I said, oh, yeah, I'm not allowed to see this, but you saw a flying saucer, you know. Well, I know what I saw. You don't know what you saw, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, but the one time, um, me and my friends, we were out, you know, um, going for a cruise in our cars, you know, drinking a few beers, and we pulled back into the the fireworks trail there, and it was a, like, we called the circle track. And uh, it was a place a farmer gave us like a year and a half of land because there was a crick around it. And uh, you had to go across the bridge to get to it. And he said it wasn't worth growing anything on because it was, it was such a small area and it was near the crick and stuff and we didn't grow good over there. So he said, I'll tell you what, I will give you guys that land you to ride on. You guys stay out of my cornfield. You guarantee me to stay up my cornfield just right on my trail, you know, get here we were like oh that's cool so we built like a small motocross track down there and we had a round circle track on the outside of the motocross track you know we call it the, we call it the circle track so we, we pulled in there because me and my friend had to go to the bathroom and uh, so we pulled in there and I turned it around so I was heading straight back out you know facing the road and me and him walked out and walked to the back of the car and we were on the other side of the road, there. whether you cross the bridge, we crossed the bridge uh, to uh, get where we were going, you know, on the other side. And uh, we were standing there going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, we both looked up, and he goes, Oh, my God, what is that? And I'm going to go, I don't know what the hell that is. And she goes, I don't need it, but I'm getting the hell out of here. I said, so am I. We both turned around, man, we ran back to the, we ran back to the car and I jumped in the plums and I was like, he's like, hurry up, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, you gotta get us out of here. You know, and I, I put, I finally got the key and I started over and I, Throw it down in gear and peeled out of there. We're cars sliding all over. I'm trying to get back on the road. and I'm fishtailing all over. We get going and we both start laughing. You know, like everybody's like, "What'd you see? What would you guys run from?" We're like, "You wouldn't believe us if we told you." <laughs> and then me and him got to talking about it later. And, and this is what we seen. We saw two like two guys. They were pure white, holding lanterns that were pure white. Everything was white, like and you, but you could see right through them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was—it was like white, but like they were both. A white, transparent okay. figure that you can see right through, and they were, they were, and they were coming at us. They started running at us when they saw us. And That's why we got, you know, got the heck out of there. Well, I don't <laughs> really know. I of, my friend. I said, "That's what I saw." I said, "What did you see?" He said, "I saw exactly what you saw." <laughs> I <laughs> said, "Well, good, because I'm glad somebody else saw it." You know, right? And uh, just daddy well, you know, he'll he'll both of it about that story. What we saw, it was just too transparent, like figures like men, men with lanterns each had a lantern and they just come running at us like we weren't supposed to be there or something you know but like i said you could see right through <laughs> it was like like a ghost or something i don't know what the heck it was but i tell you what no, scared the you know, crap out of me <laughs> do, you think, so, um, do you think they were go- do you
0: think they were ghosts or do you think they were maybe the guys driving that spaceship uh, bombsaw
4: or what you know i mean <laughs> i have no idea what it was i i to this day you know it's just like i can still picture it but i don't know what the heck it would be you know wow uh, it's just something kind of we got a laugh because we did you know we were able to get out of there and it didn't harm us or anything so we can kind of laugh about it nowadays but yeah. um yeah it was just it was just weird you know and, you know, you'd see other weird things growing up that long. To there had different stuff like that, lights in the skies and things, with, which they call orbs. And nowadays I used to see some of them back there, but I thought it was just a light, you know. But then i get back there trying to look at it, and it was closer than I thought. And it was only like the size of a baseball, this light, you know. And then all of a sudden it would just, like, bounce and go away, fly off or something. It's like, what the hell is this, thing, you know. I just see all kinds of weird stuff, like just little things like that, you know. But I never really thought much about, you know, what they're like going to do to me. You know, it didn't really bother me, you know. So I thought maybe, well, there's some spaceship or something, you know, Maybe spaceship or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never heard of orbs back then, you know. So but as I got older and learned about more stuff I'm like, wow, yeah, I bet that's what I saw, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's interesting, you know. So but you know, it's just you know, it was just a weird place to live like that, you know, seeing stuff like that and finding deer that were dead and just got ripped out. I mean, it's yeah what does that, you know? Who <laughs> would just leave a full deer lay there like that, you know? Yeah. They weren't chewed up. They weren't well, eaten. The, the belly was the just deer. torn wide open.
0: Yeah, usually you'd find the guts and somebody'd take the deer.
4: Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah, they kind of like the feeling.
4: The guts were gone and the deer was here. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd find one maybe every two months or so like that, you know? I found the one that the leg had been. That was, like, torn off of it and broke in half, and it was just hanging there dangling, like, from, from uh, like, tendons, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the bone, leg bone itself was totally broken half. It's like somebody just took a stick and like, cracked, you know? And his bone was, it was a big leg bone. I was like, wow, that's, what the heck would break a leg like that, you know? My friends, oh, I probably just got ran over by a tractor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know my friends always come up with some dumb excuse like that. And, just, and then they'd, yeah. they, their minds sure. would go to something else and, and they never, you know, go on to another subject. So they were the types to sit there and ponder and stuff like I was, you know. Yeah. I always thought really in depth into everything, you know. That's just the type of person I am. So
2: yeah, well, I and just now, hate it when people just sit there and and give some implausible excuse, as if that's just gonna just blow things away like it never happened before. I don't, I don't like
4: that. Right, right, right. And it was they were stupid excuses, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> we'll out
0: to the farm here. After we get done with this interview, and I'll ask my uh, stepdad how many deer he has hit in his forty years of farming with a tractor. <laughs>
4: right, that's what that's what these guys did. all oh, know. Farmers just with a tractor?" So he's supposed to be a bad driver because we're finding them about every two or three months back here. You know, what <laughs> are right. the guts out of it? You know, what <laughs> guts are? It's trying to plow. You know, ripped his belly open and the animals came and ate its guts. You know, so the animals would ate more than that. You know, that's right? I don't know. That's a, yeah, let's go play some football or something. You know, they say you just ate the stuff right away. And they, were, they were never the type to ponder on anything like. That. Like I was, you know, and I always, it always bothered me and stuff for stuff like that. I always thought about it, wondered, you know, tried to figure it, like the little mysteries out, you know. Right. So, you know, <laughs> but other than that, that's about uh, my story growing up back like over there by NASA. It was a weird place. <laughs> I would so. say that
0: beats any of my stories growing up. I mean, I just can be honest. With you.
2: <laughs> well, that's just that's yeah. just fascinating. I mean, that's. Uh... I just don't know... What you had to go through, keeping that to yourself after having such a traumatic experience like that, and having nobody yeah that has got to be right. hard.
4: And my, and my mom would always say, "Oh, you don't go around telling stuff like that. People are gonna think you're weird. You just keep stuff like that to yourself." Well, you know what? You know, and she she was always harping me mean, so, and "You know," so and I, I I was a good kid. I did what I was told. You know, right. my mom told me something. I did what she, what she told me to do. You know, okay, mom, and I like so I keep it quiet. You know, but it always bothered me, you know, that I had to keep oh, it quiet. Yeah. But it didn't matter because everybody I told you, know, you had some stupid excuse for it anyway. You know, I knew it's not a stupid excuse. So,
2: yeah, well, now we have platforms like the From the Shadows podcast where people can come on and they right. can say these things and not have to worry about any ridicule.
4: Right, I mean, right. No, you don't know how good. The first time I talked to Shane on the phone, I felt so good afterwards. I was like, wow, somebody actually listened to me. Right, this is right. great. This load low, just went right off my chest, you know. And then, you know, he told me that he was in a bind and could I come on? Because I said, I didn't want to come on the show. I said, that's not why I called you. And I called you to see if anybody else already sees you see there in the area, you know. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And he's like, oh, show I don't want to go on the show. I'm not that type of person, you know, I don't want to fame or anything like that, you well, know. Well,
2: Mike, I'm glad but you then did he come, come, in and come up show. in a
4: bind, and so yeah. I just thought, figured I'd help him out, so he helped me out. He listened to me, took a big bind off my, my chest and my shoulders, and uh, I felt like a breath of fresh air, you know, so I, feel, I felt like I owed him a favor, so... okay, I I do owe you a favor. (laughs) Well,
2: I appreciate you coming on. I really do. And um, we got a vast audience that feels the same way that we do because this is all of our platform. And um, I'm hoping some other people out there will step forward that have experienced something in that area or any area for that matter. Because the more people we get people, the more people that open up about this, the more we can finally learn what kind of creatures these are because they are real. I don't think that uh, people are making this up.
4: Right, right. And I'm just glad I never saw a dog man. That would have really been terrifying. That would be very terrifying, yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can say this. I mean, while the circumstances that led me to reach back out to you and say, hey, you want to to change your mind about coming on are very unfortunate, you know, and and we may discuss those later, but. I, Hey, I'm glad that you came on. Cause I told these guys, um, the judge could be with us tonight, but, uh, and Jason, after I talked to, him, I said, man, he's got one of the, he's got a great story. I hope that, I hope, hope that you were, you know, felt differently at some point to come on and tell because I right, think- right. Well,
4: it really wasn't a story. It was a true event that happened right. you know, it's, you know, stories could be fictional, This was no fictional thing that happened to me. No. You know? No. And on top of that I am
2: very familiar with a lot of the area you you were
4: talking about.
2: Very familiar with. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yep, yep. And like I said, if you wanna go see that place I was at, you know, go down two two fifty south and then Bogart Road. North, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then take a left down Bogart Road. Yeah. And uh Keep looking to your left, and you'll see that big farm field. And eventually you'll come, you'll see the woods that I'm talking about and the gap where there's more farm field, and then the other woods. And it's all still there.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Except for the farmer's trail's gone. You can't drive back there anymore.
0: I'm going to put it out. If anybody, yeah, if anybody definitely that listens, because we have a ton of Ohio listeners, you know, knows anybody that grew up in that area, ask them. Ask them. Say, hey, ask them if they saw anything but especially if anybody knows anybody that worked at the NASA Plum Brook station in the seventies and eighties, I mean, come on, yeah. you tired <laughs> long enough, tell call, get get hold of me. Yes, I
2: absolutely.
0: Know you, I don't know what you guys knew. You know, what, what did you know that was out there walking around in the cornfields and, and bending up the fence and stuff like that. I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's help everybody out and, and, and uh have some disclosure here, you know. Well,
2: there's still there's even now in modern times. Uh there's still, you know, unexplainable things that happen out that way. If we have anybody that worked there and is experiencing anything a little on the uh abnormal side, uh yeah, contact us. It doesn't matter uh whether it was in the past or now. I mean, we want to hear we want to hear about it.
0: Well, definitely, definitely. So, well Mike, I appreciate yeah, you, you
4: don't even know how much I appreciate you coming on. Yes, thank and- you. Bro. No problem, you know. I just wanted to help you out, Shane. You helped me out. Yeah. You got me to get it off my chest, so I have to figure out you favor. So, so I really didn't want to come on, but I did owe you a favor. So. Well, I hope I we get back some my favor uh, now people that's going to contact
2: us. <laughs> I hope we're going to get some of our loyal fans that's going to reach out or know somebody and get us into contact with right. somebody else that was around there at that time.
4: Yep, and, yep. and you got to let me know if oh, you absolutely. do because I want to hear about it. Absolutely. So, yep. thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I thank really you, then, Mike. It.
2: Because uh, I
0: know you've been, you've had this, you know, with you for a long time and you deserve, you know, you deserve to hear some other people's stories and find out that uh, yep. you weren't the exactly. only one experienced yep. something.
4: Yeah, that, that was the main reason I got a hold of Shady in the first place. Right. You know, not because I wanted to be on the show, but I wanted to know if he had ever heard anything. and. Yeah, that area before you know other stuff so
2: yeah well we're gonna we're on a mission now we're gonna find out
4: yeah, i appreciate that <laughs> yes sir yes
3: sir
0: i've been in contact with some people that that have some sightings and they're trying to dig up the uh, paperwork on it so that i can uh so they can mm. share them with me so very as good as soon as I, can, I will pass it along for sure so yep so but, but mike thanks thanks so much and uh um we will, uh, we'll stay in
4: touch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. Thank so, you. A, I appreciate it sounds it. Good. I will uh, talk to you guys later then, okay?
2: All right. Uh, Take care. Thank,
4: you. thank right. you. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.